More discussions of the implications about carrying digital identification of all kinds in our iPhones and pens. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by DraftKings. Safe and secure online betting. Get in on the action at DraftKings.com with the code MacVoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, the first part of a pretty serious Mac Voices Live discussion started in our last edition and continues here as we examine the implications of carrying our vaccination information around with us and what it might mean for future requirements of providing digital identification. Then the conversation turns to something a little more fun, and I think you'll enjoy both parts of it. So let's go back to the panel and let them do the talking. Yeah. So, I mean, Jeff, you said it. This is a really slippery slope. I mean, think about think about things that people, photos that people put out there in the public domain. And then, you know, one of the car companies decides, hey, that's a great photo for a background for one of our magazine ads. And there's there's the photo you took. But, you know, and since you didn't defend your right to it, in fact, if anything, you may have granted the rights to it. You don't have a leg to stand on. That's why we get into so many debates about Apple, you know, fighting so many of these suits or filing so many of these suits because they don't have a choice. If they don't do that and protect themselves, then they they lose out and they they basically are giving up the right to whatever it is we're talking about. You fight it and you you ask for a penny. <laughs> That's what you got to do. No, I like I said, I'll, I'll take off the tinfoil hat. I'm not. I'm not here to fear monger or say you know Apple and is in the hands of big scanner and wanting you to like record all your data with them. I just I know that my behavior is I'm already preparing for the things that I have to do before I'm ever at the thing. So if one of those things is now, if I need to get into my, my bank or my grocery store and it's like, oh yeah, use the scanner to make sure you're vaccinated. It's like, okay, cool, whatever. Beep. Oh, oh yeah, it always does that. You have to hit okay. Okay. Then I hit okay. And then congratulations. I've given them some identity information that's linked to my bank. And it's like, yeah, there was no harm meant, but now you have some information that you've have volunteered in the hands of people, not your bank. And you're not going to sit there and have an argument with the person at the counter because they're like, I'm just here to do your deposits and your withdrawals. Like, I, I don't know. So that's, that's kind of where I was at with it of it's, of course, they're going to try to do it in the safest way possible. Of course, people are going to cut corners. And of course there will be a data leak that it comes out five years from now. So, I, I do. Before we leave this, though, um, I kind of want to go back to the, the the ground level of what we're talking about. So California has a vaccination card that Jim was kind enough to show us. Um, I mean, is are any of the other states? Oh, and, and Webb said his um, county has what? How did he say it? A vaccination too, card apparently. for his, his his iPhone wallet. Um, did, did anybody else's? Every state does their own thing, which is why it's such a mess. Yeah, because yeah. I, th- I don't think we have anything in Pennsylvania. I could be well, wrong. Colorado's is horrible. It, I mean, at first, it's a, it's an insanely bad app that, that they've made. But uh, it's actually just storing a photograph of your card in the app. It's literally all it is. Is that good enough? No. That's horrible. It should never be a photograph of of the card because 
that now, if you need to present that, you're now presenting the personally identifiable information that Jay was talking about, the sort of thing that that someone could potentially use to track you. And uh, no, it should be uh, a QR code that links to uh, an anonymous hash that then matches up to a database somewhere, and and all it gives the uh, the scanning person is a yes or a no. Speak for yourself. All it says on mine is my name and the dates. You try looking up a Smith. <laughs> I'm, I'm changing my name. <laughs> <laughs> we. From now on, we will have two Britney Smiths on the show. And, oh, no, I'm see, going by Jim now because I'm just using his card because he Jim flashed Smith. it for the camera. That's right. We all did a <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> we all have that QR code now. Yeah. Yes. Good afternoon, yeah. Mr. Ray. But I have vaccine in me. <laughs> but that will, well, we don't have the cards in Oregon, Jim. So, so what that means is actually his information will be more obf- obfuscated because a bunch of people will be using it. So you actually don't have to worry about privacy at all, Jim. Congratulations. We've got your back. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the next uh, Mac stories where they're like, oh, here's this new app that'll generate a fake QR code for you to fake your vaccination status. And we look and it's Jim's QR code. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm laughing, but only because I'm feeling really awkward and nervous because I think you're right. <laughs> so I, I got to tell you, I'm looking at my vaccination card, which a photo of which is stored in my phone. Um, I There's no QR code. There's no barcode. There's no nothing. There's my name. Here's the one that I'm surprised that is there is my date of birth. And then what I, the vaccine I received, the dates I received it and where I received it. Uh, and I assume that's the. Yeah, the and it has batch numbers. Store. Um, Actually, yes. I just realized something. Yes, I have Jeff, no idea where I put it. Yes. Oh, good, Brittany. That's good. You're not going anywhere. Forget <laughs> it. Go anywhere now. You're going to be in your basement. That for the is rest of your the life. argument for the digital ones. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. That, no, and that's a good one. In fact, when I got my vaccination, they wanted my insurance card, which of course I had lost long ago, and I have it on an app. And so now when I go to the doctor's office, they're like, can we see your insurance card? And when I tell them it's on an app, they go, never mind. We have the information. I was like, then why did you ask me? Yep. Seriously, <laughs> why didn't, didn't they need just look it this whole time? Yep. It was too much trouble. It was easier yeah. to for them to ask you to produce it than for them to dig it up. Yeah. yeah. I'll show them the card. I have it on my phone. It's great. Interestingly, that I did not get that thing that I showed you when I, you know, it, I got an email like a month or six weeks later saying, click on this and add it to your wallet. And that's where that came from. Mm. Wow. And you clicked on it? I mean... If, was it from a Nigerian prince? Uh, oh, no. By, by the way, no, does anyone was... need Chuck's social security <laughs> number and credit card number? <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah, no, no reason. Okay. <laughs> Chuck certainly doesn't. Chuck, I, I double checked the my, photograph my of my card. card. Is a Same. digital pass in, in iOS now. I mean, it's just, there's lots of different companies out there making lots of different apps, and it's an easy way to get that number when you need it. Let's see. I, Thank you. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because this idea of storing it anywhere other than in Apple's wallet, I mean, Apple's wallet, I feel comfortable with because that's where my credit cards are. And I've had zero problems with those. 
But the, these apps that say, yeah, store it here in our, in our, in our app, that scares me because who are you and why am I giving you this information? Well, uh, it gets even, added even to the wallet from that app. So you do have to put it in the app first. See, that that worries me just a little bit because now they're a middleman for my private information. And bring the paper one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't lose it. I, well, and here's that's the other question, too, you know, is... Speaking of analog, <laughs> yeah. Well, NAB has <laughs> has announced that they will require proof of vaccination. CES has announced they will require proof proof of vaccination. Is the photo that I have on my phone of my card? I'm not showing it to you, but is that good enough, or am I going to have to produce the paper card? I, I'm not running CEC, but I wouldn't let enough in. to care. <laughs> The what people at the I? gate don't care. They're going to be like, "Do you have something that shows that you've been?" Va- okay, come on in. Yeah, I said no, I'm true. not running CC, but uh, I wouldn't let you in. Because <laughs> it's a picture, because nah. you're not sure. That's interesting. Because I mean, we we all look. We all know. Let's be candid. These could be bootlegged very easily. Oh, there was a story about it. So somebody on eBay was selling the the counterfeit cards, blank ones. It was a pharmacist who got busted. Mm. Yep. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Let's talk about something fun. How about this? (laughs) So I ask everybody to come up with a couple productivity tools that are not the obvious ones, not your iPhone or your MacBook or your Mac or whatever, um, that they use every day or almost every day. And suddenly there was this flood of pen enthusiasm that <laughs> I, I don't share in. And so I'm anxious to hear about everybody. Oh yeah. See, Oh, Brittany has a technical one, but um, so Mike, let's start with you because I know you, we've had these conversations during some of our one-on-ones about how much independence you are and what a difference it makes in your productivity. Indeed, I am into pens. Um, Break glass in case of emergency. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I threw this topic out there as a somewhat of a joke, by the way. But uh, I really do believe that computers are really good at some things and they're not really good at other things. And me thinking is best done not on a computer. (laughs) So I use my fancy pens every single day. as a way to force myself to slow down. And I find that just like having to write something out and uh, that is the best productivity hack I've got. (laughs) Computers can make stuff faster, but if we're not careful about what we're, uh, what we're doing, they often make faster the wrong things. I think email is a prime example. We've gotten really, really good at responding to lots of email, which really means for a lot of people, they just don't do their real work. (laughs) <laughs> that that's what you call mondays let's read all the email <laughs> you yeah. don't respond until tuesday though so uh yeah i've i will mention this this specific one i shared this after the last one but this is um a sailor 1911 wicked witch of the west it's called it's a purple and black one and i get these 
I showed the case earlier. Uh, <sighs> I, I have this whole ritual where I buy a pen when I ship a product. So we made an Obsidian course for the suite setup, and I bought this Obsidian pen, you know, to to celebrate. Now, as part of my daily routine, where I'm time blocking my day in my fancy notebook, I go grab a pen and I essentially look at that box and that's kind of like a trophy case of of things that I've I've done each one that I grab in addition to being a nice pen gives me the warm fuzzies of like hey you actually made and shipped a thing <laughs> that's cool so is this is this sort of like and I'm being serious um is this sort of like you know when a president signs a particular piece of legislation and they then they archive the pen along with the actual original document is is that sort of your thinking mike i don't archive them but uh i guess i don't know <laughs> hmm. i just okay. really enjoy the the process it's an excuse to buy more pens and ink. I've got a whole bunch of bottles of ink on my desk here. I had someone come over one time and they asked me, what are those? Your potions? <laughs> yes. <laughs> your potions for productivity. <laughs> yes. I'm a, I'm a warlock. Don't you know? <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> Go all ahead, right. Brittany. Do all pens that are fancy like yours have these amazingly hilarious names? Because I might be more interested. Not a lot of them, of them do the because, well, Sailor is a Japanese company, and this is, I think, a North American exclusive pen. They they always will have like these fancy pens that they will run in certain countries. So you can only buy them for a short period of time. Yada yada yada. They try to, you know, exclusivity to to sell more of them. But the Japanese pens that are in the uh, in North American uh, North American exclusives always are kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like there was one recently for the Olympics called the go USA pen, <laughs> which is like red, white, and blue. <laughs> They've got a pirate's gold one that ships with like a, a, a gold coin. <laughs> nice. Actually, I will say something like as somebody who doesn't get along well with paper, I do actually have a great deep appreciation for a nice pen from my time at Disneyland. Because if you have to write one word over and over and over again all day long um, and on varying surfaces with really cheap pens, despite how much the company charges people for them. Um, yeah. Somebody had one of their pens that they'd bought at the hotel as opposed to like in the theme park. And I was like, oh, this is glorious. My wrist, <laughs> my fingers. <laughs> I can write and it looks good without like severe effort and strain. So actually I do have an appreciation for it, even though paper is not my best medium. Sure. Sure. Yeah. The <laughs> Apple pencil and the iPad that you held up, that's a, a great alternative. I feel yeah, it works for me. If I need to find it again, it's best if it's on my iPad. I, yeah. I love when you talked about funny names, to me, the ink game is where the funny names come in. And I shouldn't oh, yeah. say funny. I'm going to rephrase that. The ink games is where cultural names come in, which make it a challenge to often hear people talking about it. So I often feel fancy when I'm holding a, a bottle of Manyo Neko Yanagi. And it's like, <clears throat> what does that mean? I don't know. But it's purple and I like purple. So that's great. But one of the things that, and maybe this is a new topic, but I wanted to ask Brittany about her rubber ducks because I see two of them behind her 
And I wonder how often she talks to them. Oh, there's three of them behind her. And well, I, I they're not actually ducks. <laughs> For those that don't know, rubber ducking is a phrase of of using inanimate objects to have a full-length conversation with to get to a solution as if you were having a conversation with another person. And for me, that's Agretsuko. Nice. So that is nice. very much a productivity tool of whenever I'm stuck on something, I just sit there and like I start asking questions and I look at her angry face and it's like, yeah, I know, I'm angry about it too. And then from there, I kind of usually come to some kind of solution or some idea and then implement it. Totally works. You guys never cease to amaze me. Oh, I, I, mean, I never, I never know where these discussions. It's a are legit to go. strategy, Chuck. If I, people I, can't actually bring themselves to do it with something like a rubber duck, then they have to pay people like me a lot of money. So, I mean, if you can make it work with a duck, do it. Yeah, that's that's thirty dollars. I think Brittany costs more than that. There, there, there's a quote for the night. If you can make it work worth a duck with a duck, do it. Yeah, no, that's not going to work well at all. I, show title, I, come on. I think Start it's home. a show title. Yeah, <laughs> it should be. If I did show titles, that would be a show title. Today's Mac Voices is supported by DraftKings. Safe and secure online betting. Get in on the action at DraftKings.com with the code Mac Voices. I'm happy to welcome DraftKings as the newest sponsor of Mac Voices because it's football season. The first NFL Sunday of the season is about to kick off, and DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, is putting you in this weekend's action. Want a free shot at a million-dollar top prize? You get just that with your first deposit by signing up using the code MACVOICES. It really is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code MACVOICES. This week, new customers can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and compete for millions in prizes across all contests. Enter code MACVOICES to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code MACVOICES, only at DraftKings the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. DraftKings.com. Get in on the action. Thanks to DraftKings for their support of Mac Voices. Um, so I, I saw you, Jay, hold up an Apple Pencil as well. Um, Jim, are you, or, excuse me, David, are you a, um, a pencil person or a pen person? Yeah, there's my Apple Pencil. Okay. Um, I'm not anywhere near as much as as, uh, as Mike is, but I mean, I, there are pens that I, I, can't, I can't really think of ones off the top of my head of ones that I like the, the most. I uh, uh, want a free-flowing uh, pen, and I, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I can't really say I'm uh, uh, anywhere near with, uh, where Mike is. So. <laughs> Mike, That's do you probably have a certain, good thing. Do yeah. you have certain occasion pens, Mike? Because I, I do have one that stays in the case in case of an emergency. There's a pun in there somewhere. I'm sure you'll find nope. it. Break glass. Um, yep. Break glass in case of emergency. Anytime anytime I have something super important to do, I don't know if you can see it, but like anything that's written in red means that like I had to bust this thing out to make sure it stands out amongst all of the other things that I'm doing. I've got. 10 to 12 pens inked at any given time in a variety of colors. 
so I don't have a special one that just sits until I would need it. If you do that with a fountain pen, by the way, it's going to go dry. Yeah. Well, luckily this is only one, one vial. It was like $3 and I actually have a lot more emergencies than I thought I did. <laughs> Maybe you should just keep it outside the box. Yeah. Yes. I also use red as a special um, note. Of course, mine is digital. So I have lots of colors to choose from. But red is actually a very special color that specifically means um, usually follow up or like a task to do. I also use pink because it is the next bright pink is the next most um, like shown in cognitive science to grab your attention color. So for people who aren't colorblind. Um, so that is. Um, yeah, I'm with you with the red. On the topic of the digital stuff, by the way, with GoodNotes, um, is that the app that you use, Brittany? Or do you use Notability? For my client notes, yeah. For some other things, I'll use um, Notability, but okay. for client meetings, I use So GoodNotes, I use that for sketch noting, and they added a feature not too long ago where that you can have collections. So I have Ooh. in GoodNotes a notebook, which is sketch notes dating back to September of 2017. And some of them are really bad. Some of them are slightly better <laughs> but whenever <laughs> i have a drawing that i like now i will draw a circle around it and add it to a collection and then basically if i Ooh. am trying to move quickly with a sketch note i can go scroll through my collection and just tap the button and then drop that in it's pretty awesome ah, okay i'd probably only use that for my personal ones because for like client notes i want them to just i'll be in the same notebook i don't need a collection but um yeah that that's interesting thank you what's the next pin on that you're looking at mike i want to know i don't know uh i don't really have like a i guess they call it a grail pin um i think the one that i really really wanted was this guy, it's a large royal tangerine. Um, but yeah, usually the way that it goes is like, I will start putting my feelers up when I'm getting towards the end of a project, see what's out there. And usually there is something at that point that will grab my attention. I think Brad Dowdy has kind of talked about it. Like you don't really know what your next pen is going to be. Your next pen chooses you. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree completely. It's like your yeah. lightsaber. Oh, it's like your wand. Wand. It's like your wand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My my but daily you know driver your at my desk is titanium. When you find it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is the big design tie R two uh, titanium pen, and uh, and if I decide I want to use different cartridges, no problem because it can take like pretty much any cartridge. Uh, but I'm into the color thing also. So I have a high-tech C that I've loaded up and I have another high-tech C that just sits in my bag with different colors because sometimes when I'm out and about, well, it has two different colors. I want to note that whatever it is that I'm writing down was something that wasn't happening in the office. So then I have it color-coded that there's the two out-of-office colors. I thought it was just for those special occasions. It's like I'm pulling out the fancy colors tonight. Being fancy out of the house colors is tonight. But those always happen out of now. the offense. Yeah. I think the one that I don't use enough because I don't ever 
take it out of the house, but I use it for like voting. Apparently, like that's the only time I get to use it now. It's for mail-in ballots. Is my custom spoke design magnetic pin? It works like a really good um, fidget toy because it's magnetic on the cap, so it just kind of slides together. And I say custom because this is a one of one that I made um, at my quote unquote pin slash ink dealer's house. Um, the one you mentioned, Brad Dowdy, he, uh, he let me uh, sneak in the factory and, and make me a pen. So um, mm. kind of, again, I like how Mike put it. Not every pen has to be fancy for the sake of fanciness. Some just tell a good story and some are just kind of a good memory that you have. Um, that said, I do want my royalties from the Joker model of this that I made for my wife that he then started selling. So, Brad, I don't oh, know if you totally hear this, yeah. but I want my royalties. I, I I don't know. I mean, Jim, are you with me? I, I think, I think <laughs> I'm, you are. I'm with you. <laughs> I mean, I, I've you know. got this uh, quality seats pen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Quality I sweet. really, okay. really hope you disinfected that before you. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I had a pen I used before. I had an iPad um, with a pencil, um, but it was sort of a a, a generic brand. But it, what it had was the colors because I needed to color code things. So, <clears throat> I mean, I've got this Rolling Night stick stick that is pink. It does not write in, in pink ink, but you, you won't know, lose it. According to Brittany, that's that's a good thing, right? Not losing it, I guess. No, I I had colored <laughs> ink so I could I could code my oh. notes. Oh, but I also, like I get towards ADHD the end of the life first... hack, it lets me get out my impulsivities to write in whatever color I feel like. Mm. Did anybody I... ever have that that big pen where it had all the, all the four colors and you just click the one color you wanted? each time i, I, I yeah i've those. got a not big one i can't remember the brand because i've been on apple pencil too long but i have some they were starting to fight be hard to find so it was really time to upgrade the ipad anyway but i had two of them and i'd carry around like my whole well, well Brittany, the the high-tech c you can get this on jet pens for super inexpensive and then you just okay. buy uh whatever color uh cartridges you want for it but, That's cool. I mean, can you switch colors on the fly? Sure. But the top I have pops too open. many clients now to actually take paper notes. So and then these just <laughs> pop out and and uh you know just like slides up out. There you go. Right. But and I mean, then, are, you, are you then in, are you engaging? I mean, could you write one word in green, one word in red, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, just by just by changing them on the fly? Totally. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Is it okay? Just rotating around, popping okay. them one after another. So it's sort of like the one David was talking about, just a, a little bit slimmer and. Yeah, so. it's it, it's uh, it's a much uh, needed step up from that that fatty bick for a color thing. Mm. Yeah, I've. Bic writes first time every time. That's fine. You know, I I tend to think of productivity in terms of creating. And so for me, there are different tools for different 
steps in the creative process. When I am kicking around ideas, trying to figure out exactly what I think about something, well, I'll either be playing around with stuff in Obsidian or I'll be doodling with a fancy fountain pen in my, my notebook. And that just forces me to go slower, which is really the key because pretty much everything I do involves some sort of writing as the first step. And I can sit down and crank out the words, but only when I have the thoughts developed enough for the words to flow, if that makes any sense, which is somewhat sense. It's somewhat frustrating to some of my coworkers, I think. Because they'll see me crank through a whole bunch of videos, for example, in the Obsidian course that we made. I think I ended up making like 45 different videos, but I played with the app for six months before that point where I just knew what I wanted to, to make. Um, the other part of that process, though, the, the, the writing, I got another productivity toy here. This is a fancy mechanical keyboard. Oh, with a, I was just get hot in here. <laughs> okay, here. Here we go. With a uh, keycap set that is made to em- uh, to emulate the Apple Extended 2 uh, keyboard that from back in the day. It's called the Extended 2048. Um, and it's a was available on, on drop.com. I'm not sure if it it still is. Uh, same principle applies with the fancy keyboard for me, though, is that if I am going to sit down and I'm going to create, I need to be in a good mood to do so. If I'm upset, it's just not going to happen. So <laughs> I spend a lot of money on these tools, but I really think that the even tiny amount of additional joy that they bring me when I use them really does have a a benefit for me in terms of my my output if i feel like i'm fighting a tool it's no longer productivity yes there's a certain electron app that uh i've i've had a problem with because of that but we won't we won't throw any names out there It, it it also looks like a rock i think you better not be talking about obsidian or I'll come over to Kelp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was I was gonna say um keynote. Um <laughs> no, you better not come over here. <laughs> but he just he just loves to punch our button. He, he just does. loves he to does. punch our button. Mike, but you know what? That's the first time that I've heard anyone explain why so that that resonated with me that it makes sense that if you view this as a creative creativity activity and so you want your creative tool there and you're particular yep. about your particular you know just like some of us are are properly um motivated by keynote some of us are improperly motivated by powerpoint but you know at the end of the day seriously you pick up you pick up the tool that you're the most creative with and and I, I like that explanation. And all of a sudden, for the first time, a a special pen makes sense to me. Yes, and, and it's uh, sorry. Go ahead, Chuck. No, no, very just very interesting. I, I there's a difference here though between I think a lot of like the shiny new object stuff, which is I need to find a better tool. I don't need to find a better keyboard that is going to allow me to type more words per minute 
I need to find the one that makes me happier when I sit down to write. Those are two very different things. And I think there are a lot of people who say like task managers is, I think, a prime uh, prime spot where this, this manifests is like, oh, I, I feel overwhelmed with all the things that I have to do. It must be my task manager. It's broken. I should try something else. No, we've diagnosed the problem. It's somewhere between the chair and the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Mike, can you um, write the faster than you type? I'm sorry. What was that, Jim? Can you write? Which can you do faster, writing or typing? Typing, for sure. But I force, like when I switch tools, I'm basically forcing myself to go slow. And that allows me to wrap my head around things and have. If I'm I, writing, I it's deliberate. It's deliberate. Yep. It's an intentional context switching, which is forcing me to go slower, which means that I'm not staring at a blank cursor wondering what I'm going to say because I'm not going to get there until I'm ready to write something. That's what I was going to say is I can type faster than I can write, but I can formulate an idea using paper faster than I can using a digital tool. Yep. Yes. And, and I have found that... Uh, I can actually maintain my uh, my focus and my productivity flow by having pen and paper here on my desk because there are things that I want to make note of and, and keep track of while I'm working on whatever it is. And if I'm jumping between apps, I'm no longer staying focused on my task, but I can very fluidly move from writing by typing on my keyboard to picking up my pen, writing the other notes that I need. And then my hands are right back on the keyboard and I'm typing again. And, uh, and I haven't broken my concentration and, and, and I just keep going. That's a really good point. And that ugh, permit me a moment to rant about task managers because they all have these quick ad features and the purpose of the quick ad is you just capture something quickly and you sits in your inbox then until you process it uh, and you get it off the mind, on the paper, et cetera. But the problem with that is you capture everything that you think of and then you go into your task manager's inbox and you look at all those tasks and you're like, oh my gosh, I have hundreds of things that I need to do. No, you don't need to do any of them. I write them down on my notebook first because nine out of 10 of them, when I transfer them at the end of the day, are not going to make the cut. In the mm -hmm. moment when I have the idea, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I should totally do that. And then as I go throughout my day, by the end of the day, when I shut down part of my routine, you know, I look at it and like, mm, actually, that wasn't such a great idea after all. <laughs> yeah. And if it's stuff that you need to just jot down quickly so you remember, I need to make sure this happens as part of whatever I'm doing, that doesn't need to go into a task manager app unless it's something you have to physically document in that app for whatever reason, but then you just do that later. So at the end of the day, you know, I may have had 10 things that I wrote related to whatever it is I'm working on. One of them is actually a separate task. And, uh, and then that one thing may get added to, uh, to my task manager, but it still may not even make that cut. And maybe what it deserves is a post-it note on the screen so that when I sit down in the morning, I just have that refresher and then it's gone. 
Or maybe all it needs is you to crumple it up and throw it in the trash and say, I'm not going to do that anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Too. Yes. Very for empowering. The record, you can use the inbox differently. But yes, the principle is that most of the stuff that you write down, especially when you're having an intentional brainstorming session, absolutely never need to make it to a task manager. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I guess uh, my my issue is with like the standard David Allen advice, like spend a couple of hours just brain dumping everything that you can possibly think of that you need. It's a to great do. idea, but don't do it in your task manager. Exactly. <laughs> right. I have to say, the though, stuff I was that's really important. To... You're going to get done. I'm not much of a pen person, as you can tell from the discussions, but a number of the panelists are, obviously. And I was glad they shared their picks, but I'm equally glad we continued the conversation beyond just those picks to include some conversation about productivity and creativity and why using certain analog tools or digital tools can give you more of those in a surprisingly easy fashion. That conversation continues in the next part of Mac Voices, and I think you will enjoy it. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.